Is Sam? Yes. Ah, we're ready to go. We Great. are ready. On time. No, we're budget. not. A little, we're little late. On time. We're late, and we're sorry, Sam, about that. Oh, no problem. This is uh, Matt, and that's John. Hey, Sam, how you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Yeah, big fan of yours, big fan of the map, what I've seen of it. It's good to hear. Mm-hmm. We need, need more great cartographers out there, I think. Yeah, no one ever talks about Thanks. cartography anymore. It's, it's, a, it's a lost art, but, you know. It's not a lost art. I'm sure lots of people are applying their trade, making great maps out there. Are there? They're just not celebrated like they used to be. Well, we're, we're here to change that. I think when it's done and it gets released, it's going to get a big reaction. And I think a lot of people are going to have their feathers ruffled by it. You ruffle feathers. <laughs> that I do. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, we asked uh, some people uh, what questions we should ask you. Um, uh, don't you, so I heard you live where, uh, wherever Ohio University is? Yes, I do. That's, that's true. What's the party scene like that out there? Uh, it used to be a lot better. Um, Ohio University used to be like number two, three, sometimes one on top party schools. Wow. And now it's not even in the top 20. What happened, man? Mm. Did somebody get raped know. or something? I don't know. Uh, too many townies. I don't know. Yeah. Things change. Things change. Who does that ranking? Probably like uh, I think Playboy used to do it. I know Playboy had a top 10 party schools. They absolutely did. I remember that. Uh, that'd be a dream job. You know, earlier today I was watching a Playboy show like, uh, like 85 maybe? And they had a bunch of strippers on there. Mm. And it was like a strip competition. But like half the contestants were dudes. What? <laughs> so like, I don't know what they were going for there. Yeah. But they must have had some sort of meeting where we were like, let's have sexy entertainment for both. Mm-hmm. Right? Trying to break into the female audience. Right? Yeah. And it's been lost now. Playboutis is over. It's kind of funny, I was watching it today, since, you know, Red Kahina's always in the news. <laughs> and, you know, she's has a tangential familial relationship with the network. <laughs> <laughs> the other question, uh, Sam, are you working on a book right now? I'm always working on something. Um, I'm currently trying to find an agent or a publisher. Yes, that's true. But do you have like a... Oh, so you have lots of material. Yeah, I have like... Yeah, I have one completed novel and now I'm just trying to get that out there. And yeah. What's the novel? Writing other stuff. Uh, It's it's about... um, it's it's your standard debut novel. It takes place at like a college. It follows a group of millennials in the uh, 2010s. Uh, there's like a larger, uh, I'll call it Pinchon-esque 
uh, story involving a governor's election. Uh, wow. There's political interest. <laughs> well, that's in both of your bailiwicks, right? College girls and like uh, politics. Mm. Come on. Yes. <laughs> so you're combining your strengths. It used, it used, some parts of it used to take place in the future. I cut those out. Oh, sort of like a tree of life kind of thing. Yeah, it it used to be a lot bigger and more ambitious. I cut it down to like 90,000 words, so it could, I don't know, I could call it young adult. So, um, do you, so you think with a book like that, it's the Sam Grady book, right? So it needs... Yeah, book. I th- it needs like a proper landing, right? Not, I'm trying to think right now how how we really get a Sam Grady book out there. Once I landed like a publisher, I think I'd be great at marketing it. Just Absolutely through my through my Twitter account. Yeah. You know, I had a friend who uh, worked for a publisher, and she said that when they got submissions, they would uh, like Google people's houses. To see if they like lived in a in a nice house and they could like afford to promote it. No. Yeah. That's Swear a fucked up story, dude. Yeah. Crazy. Afford to promote their own book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go do book I can, tours I can, and stuff. I can afford. Yeah, I can afford to leave and go uh, live on the road. Yeah. So put down a I nice mean, address. Yeah. What? Yeah. Hmm. Oh. When you apply. You hear those dogs? Mm. Oh, you got some dogs back there? Yeah, I, uh, I can't do anything about that right now. Oh, like, no, that's a... It's not a Berkowitz situation, is it? They're just exciting each other. Okay. They're not barking at anything. I can't do anything about it right now. How's my audio? Your audio's great. Oh, okay. It's crisp. Crystal clear, yeah. Great voice. Fantastic. Sam, what do you think of that woke Sam guy? Oh, yeah, good question. Oh, woke Sam Grady? Uh, I think it's a tired bit. Uh, I think it's played out. I don't like it. Wow. <laughs> but he does like you, right? Yeah, I, I thought it was I, like, a, like an homage. I'm, not, I'm, honest, I'm honestly not too sure about that guy. I don't know. Hmm. I kind of feel like... I don't know what the doppelganger situation is. But the three of us... The the three of us are in some sort of scenario where there's you and there's me and then there's Woke Sam. Mm -hmm. And you keep showing up in each other's sex dreams. No, it's like three sides of the same coin. Oh, okay. I say that poetically, not like... (laughs) You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I know it's impossible to have three sides of a coin, but at a poetic level... Yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of, you know, if you count the edge, it's like a... Or, like, if you put me and Sam Grady in, like, the fly thing, mm-hmm. and then you got woke Sam out of it. Mm. Right? Maybe. Were there really only... The two questions for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, actually, we we got another uh, question. Um, Who are your top? No, you didn't. It just just came in. Just came in. Really? 
People want to know who your, who your top five. I think you're lying, dude, because you're like such a bad actor. Are. Top five what? Cartographers. No, dude, that sucks. Well, well I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Twitter. No, I'm gonna ask Twitter for some questions. You That's guys, a good idea. You guys got any questions for Sam Grady? Okay. Uh, top five cartographers, probably number five. We'll say. Um, Johann Schnitzer, oh. uh, number four, probably number four. I'm gonna go with uh, Chinese scientist Su Song. Number three, Su <laughs> Song is good choice. Good choice. Not a lot of people. Uh, not a lot of people know him. Number. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I what was I that know. band That's that did something. maps. The band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to put the yeah. number three. <laughs> Karen O, she's definitely number three. Uh, number two, Muhammad Al Adrisi, mm. Arab geographer. Of course. He changed, um, yeah, he changed things. Number one, uh, 1492, German uh, cartographer who made the oldest uh, extant globe of the earth, Martin Baham. <laughs> really? Wow. Talk about a massive bitch slap to Ptolemy, huh? Who's Ptolemy? Ptolemy? He's like the first fucking cartographer, man. He's like the OG. That, that's you a normal. Ptolemy that's or whatever? Is it Ptolemy? It's, either is acceptable. Did you say Ptolemy? They're, they're both, you know. Nobody actually knows how to pronounce No one says Ptolemy. Ptolemy, Ptolemy. Are those all acceptable? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, all, they're all good. That's a normie answer. It is. It is a little pretty. It's like saying, you know, what's your favorite band? The John's, Beatles, right? John's kind of a basic bitch. Hey, I'm I'm uh, as American as apple pie. Especially now that you don't drink, you're a basic bitch, man. Whatever, you're just a bitch. That's true. <laughs> Sam, who do you think the hottest yeah. FIFO is? Uh, gotta go with, um, well, uh, probably. <laughs> I agree. I agree, to be honest with you. Uh, do you think Louis C.K. is innocent? Innocent of what? <laughs> innocent. Well, I mean, you let's just. Like a young virgin innocent. Let's just make it open-ended. Do you think he's uh, innocent? Does In the end, none of us are really innocent. Good answer. Uh, I totally support Louis C.K., and I think he should, uh, you know, just start touring and go all over and make people uh, make make surprise. Keep... Make, make people happy again. Yeah. He I think he should keep surprising. Happy again. That should be his tour. Show people what they want. Keep surprising people at comedy clubs yeah. uh, who didn't ask for it. It's definitely like a borderline with him, right? With Louis, right? He's on the borderline, right? Border I wouldn't board. subscribe to this moral flattening of like putting him in the same category as Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein. Right. So, but he's not safe, you know? He ain't in, he ain't in the Chris Hardwick level. He ain't he ain't even in the level of like a guy, like a Chris Brown, right? 
In my opinion, Aziz Antari is like the worst. It's way, okay, okay. Beating up your girlfriend is way worse than jacking off in front of a stranger. <laughs> Agree or disagree, but, Sam? Put, put Matt on blast here. He's way out. But he did it a lot. Right? It would be totally different if he did it once. Yeah, but Chris Brown's like multiple offenses. Is he? Yeah. Well, but not multiple beatings of women, right? Yeah, I think so. He's, uh, he's pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> All right. Even, even if it was just once, you, you got to jack off like a hundred times. No, someone else. Yeah, to like then physically like beating someone. Yeah. Okay, maybe you're right. Maybe he should be forgiven and allowed to tour again. I think so. I mean, he definitely needs. Like I said with Sam, he definitely needs a. Do you think he's going to do it again? That's the key question. Oh, he ain't going to do that again. No. Not with someone famous. No. It'll be with like housekeepers or exactly, yeah, or like uh, so, you know, justice is served. Or like, like nursing home people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they, they could, then you can just say, "Oh, she's just like she's she doesn't know what she's talking about anymore." Yeah. <laughs> Nana, Nana, Nana sees things nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Uh, so Sam, when's the? Uh, do you have a release date for the map? Before uh, before twenty nineteen. Is we will hold you to that. Don't push him on it, man. Why not? That's that's what we do. We get we break news here. This Whatever. A... I've I've constant I've consistently said late twenty eighteen. Okay. Yeah. I trust him. What do you think about this Julius Alizar gal? Who? Yeah, that was my reaction. You don't know who she is? Mm-mm. Did we go to high school with her? No. We went to high school with the Salazar. I know who that. did? Yeah. No, she's like this uh, DSA gal who uh, said she was Jewish. Oh, I support her. What? <laughs> I, I support her. Whatever she's doing, I think it's good. <laughs> That's, that is not punching left right there. Well... So you're really into the DSA now? I've always been into the DSA. I'm a big fan of what they're doing. Uh, and I'm a dues-paying member. Is it a bit, though, Sam? Is the DSA doing a bit? I certainly hope not. Yeah, is, it, is the DSA <laughs> the doing DSA is a bit? definitely doing a bit. What? The question is whether you're doing a bit by liking the DSA. I've never done a bit in my life. Oh, wow. Fair enough. That's what <laughs> Sorry, Matt, it's true. That's what Matt says. Yeah, I always believe people are, are telling the truth. Like, I don't think Thrush does bits, really. <laughs> not. <laughs> I mean, if you do a bit 24-7, it's not a bit. No, I think Thrush is 99% real. People just happen to find him amusing. Well, yeah. Right? You think, yeah. You think Thrush is a character? I think it's an affected... I, oh, you're the guest. You answer that. I think um, in the 
being the late 2010s, we're all kind of doing a bit. <laughs> huh. Am I doing a bit, John? Hmm, maybe. He might be right. He might be onto something. I'm doing a bit with the Mark Hamill stuff. You know, all the world's a stage kind of thing. Um, there's probably a couple other ones I'm doing. I, but like, it ain't all of it. The gun control thing? Like, that's the one that, that really blows my mind. How do you think about gun control, Sam? Uh, I think anyone in America should have the right to own any number of firearms and any uh, any kind of firearm they want. Yeah, it's in the Constitution. It's in the Constitution. Um, it's a deterrent against fascism and authoritarianism. That's what I'm telling John Make, all the time, and he doesn't get it. You guys have the same Makes bit. Me, that's, <laughs> that's not a bit, dude. I'm not doing a bit. <laughs> Makes me feel safe. It's a bulwark against tyranny. Really? It makes you feel safe? Yeah. Okay. I, anyone can, like, do any, like, I'm not that afraid of a random shooter. I'm definitely afraid of, like, what the government and law enforcement can legally do to you just right now. Absolutely. I'm more afraid of the government than a random person who wants to hurt me. Yeah, but if the, I mean, if the Navy SEALs burst through your door, I don't care how many guns you are, you're fucked anyway. You could fucking Aim kill for the a head. Navy SEAL. You can kill a Navy SEAL. Yeah, but Aim if, for the head. If, if the U.S. government like really wants to get you, they're going to get you. No, that's a dumb logic. No, it's a good logic. You can, I can take one out when they try to take me out. I mean, maybe. But it's they, not going like, to... Right now, how would they kill me? So, this is a different thing. Because now you're saying, I can take one out, okay? So, the reason you want guns is so you can kill someone else before you get... Dude, if there's more of them than there are of us, if there's more of us than there are of them, yeah. No, because they're much better organized. No, dude. (laughs) What is this weird liberal obsession with how strong the U.S. military is? Oh, you can't fight against the U.S. military. I mean, look at like the last... 40 years of our foreign adventurism overseas, the U.S. military gets beaten constantly by third world uh, people. Yeah, because occupying a country is fucking impossible. If they don't want you exactly. there. Now you're occupying uh, a country with like yeah, well, guns heavily out. armed citizenry. It'd be crazy. And it is coming. It is coming. So you guys both like guns. Do, do you do you own any guns, guns, Sam? Next question. <laughs> do you remember? Uh... No, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you about that. That's too problematic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't want to like bring up like dirty laundry, right? Yeah. Uh, how often do you get any nudes? Whoa, what is the Julia thing? We can just move on, dude. How often do you get nudes? People are not... Okay. Whatever. How often do you get nudes, man? How many listeners, like, do you... <laughs> who listens to this? <laughs> Travis, Bishmael Travis asks, uh, why does your head look like that? Oh my god, it's, a, it's okay. You know what? Oh, it's a kind of larger head or something, or rounder, whatever. I don't care. Stop it. 
stupid shit. I, I, I think your head's fine. I think, it, I mean, I, I don't think about it that much. I think, like, yeah, uh, how would you describe his head? It's a good head. Yeah, like most Facebook. I didn't think about your head, looking at. I mean, I've just seen your Abby. It's got sort of like. I mean, is your head even big? Yeah, most baseball caps don't fit me. Really? Yeah, I, I <laughs> have to like. You got a nice. The head only hair. one I wear. Yeah, I, well, that's true. It's thick. You got intense eyes. I sure do. <laughs> I think the shape of the head is fine. There's no question about that. Right? Yeah, even I said. Right? I can't really think about myself. I, I don't know. I feel like the main issue with the head is if it's the wrong shape. This The expression, though, this picture, like, it, it looks like you're in an opium den. <laughs> like, I feel in my like, current? Yeah. Like, I feel like you're, like, uh, an aristocrat. Oh, I know what I was going to say, Sam. We'll, we'll edit the, the interview down a little, Sam, so it's a little punchier. Uh, okay. What I was going to say is, like, uh, have you done stand-up recently? The last time I did stand-up was, uh, like, fall 2017. You know, there's a stand-up routine of yours on YouTube. And uh, people talk about it a lot, you know. Do really? people talk about it a lot? Yeah, people denigrate it quite a bit. And the they, Ghostbusters bit. Oh yeah, there's a ghost. What was the Ghostbusters bit? Oh, I'm in Mythbusters. Excuse Mythbusters. Me. Yeah, the Mythbusters bit. I liked that one. What was that bit again? Um, like the Mythbusters will eventually run out of ideas, so they start half. They have to start getting more abstract. Like, the universe is a nice, caring place. And then, like... I'm not, I'm not going to talk my way through a joke. <laughs> <laughs> there was a good punchline to it, though. And, like, it's just a great bit, right? Like, you could do a lot of stuff with it. You could change the punchline. It's just... Yeah. Like, once you roll it out, that they're going to bust other myths. Like, it's, it's funny. But, yeah, you could get a good five minutes out of that. But your your stand up, I gotta tell you, man, it ain't bad. Like, I've listened to a lot of bad stand up, and it, you had some solid material there, and I think you were really unfairly judged in terms of the quality of it. Hey, people in the room, they always love it. People on the internet, they, you know, they get all judgy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always wondered, you know, too, like do people. Are people pretending to hate you? Online? On Twitter? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I know there's... You know, like, every now and then I'll get a DM from someone, and they're like, someone was talking to you about you in the group chat, and they said this, this, and this. I'm like, wow, I don't even... I haven't even thought about what they're talking about in, like, a year. I think some of it's pretty honest, yeah. You just seem like a... (laughs) You just seem like a, you know, a quality poster to me. I don't get all the agitation. Hmm. Well, people, so what do you get uh, flack about? 
Matt probably knows more about what I get flack about than I do. What does he get flack about? People think... You know what I think just occurs to me now because I'm a little high? Sure. I think you're you're constantly... You're kind of... Like, people, people on Twitter are really horny. And they're really focused on clout for that purpose, right? And you tend to be... Right. You tend to be somewhat, like, openly interested in women, right? And that doesn't... Right. People don't like that. That really freaks them out. I can tell you personally uh, that uh, that really freaks people out. It makes people think you're insane. Right? To be openly... Like, to be openly sexual, you must be, like, a fucking lunatic, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But, like, they'll be, like... They'll be... You don't blow up their spot... But you'll insert yourself into the conversation where they're trying to be cool. See what I'm yeah. saying? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and then I think, I think in their mind that becomes like he's a creep. What? What are you doing, man? What? 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 Yeah. He must be doing like you know some sort of thing in DMs that's bad. People have made their, I rarely, I don't, like, honestly, I, maybe, I barely slide into anyone's DMs. I rarely take that initiative. I've never done it. Yeah. People come into my DMs. Yeah, yeah, way more. Uh, Sliding into DMs, that's such a, I'm usually in a relationship, that's one reason. But, like, uh, the DMs, right. I feel like I feel like you 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 hit them up on the TL, and right. then they DM, or even like you go Bingo. on the TL and say DM. Bingo. Right. That's a better than yeah. a slide. But doesn't a lady never DM about- first? Oh, they DM first all the time. Oh, all the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and they'll usually start off. They'll start off with something like kind of oblique, mm-hmm. right? Right. I mean, they'll mix it up. Sometimes they'll be direct, but yeah. No, I know. Sometimes they'll be. Sometimes they'll be like, just like, what's going on, right? Oh yeah. Oh, like you're like two thousand miles away, and they're asking you what's going on. Yeah. Like, what does it matter to you? With my boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam, this was a good call. It was. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> we did it. We had a Sam Grady call. We did it. And we'll let you know when we uh, release it. Do you have anything else to promote? Um, if you work in the publishing industry or you're a literary agent, feel free to contact me at samgrady000 at gmail.com. We do have one last question for you. Okay, I think I know what it is. Where do you get off? Oh. I I just like being me and having fun. That sums it up. Thanks, Sam. Alright. Have a great show. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.
Unless you do you hear, your child's. Do you hear my little dwarf jerking at you? Yeah. What is what is she saying? She wants to meet you, I know it. Oh yeah? Bring her out. Here she is. Hey Kitty. How you doing? Everyone says that. Really? She is very tiny. Well, you know, I say dwarf cat, and you think like tiny, and you know, beard. Beard? Yeah. And pickaxe. Hey, is that that was like a. I thought that was like a nice meow or. Well, this is happy. Happy meow. Oh, is it happy meow? Yeah. Hey, kitty. Yeah, so, uh, Julia Salazar, she's not as Jewish as she previously let on. Right, and so people were upset about that. Right? She ain't Jewish. Then she turned out to not be, like, poor. Right? Mm-hmm. To, like, you know, she had a nice house growing up, which didn't add up with her story. Then she said she was an immigrant. Right? Now mm-hmm. that I'm spelling it all out, it really is a lot of stuff, right? She said she was an immigrant from Colombia, and it turned out she was, poor Jewish she was born in Miami. Mm-hmm. And she just like went back and forth to Colombia a certain number of times when she was little. Right. Because uh, her dad was from there. So that all was the firestorm. And then people reacted to that like, put away your calipers, libs. You know, this is like uh, phrenology, what you're doing, you know, what you're doing to her, which was great because no, only a DSA member would get that reaction, right? Anyone to the right of a DSA member, like, I don't know, fucking... Hillary Clinton, for instance? Well, Hillary Clinton, we know that. Right. Were she to, you know... Like hot sauce? Yeah, she has hot sauce. That's appropri- She appropriated hot sauce for 30 years. Right. right? Uh, but like, you know, you're Jerry Nadler. If you like Jerry Nadler did something like that, people would be really upset. Mm-hmm. Um, so they trotted they out that difference. And then it turned out that like she may have committed bank fraud. <laughs> When she was 19 years old, by trying to steal money from the wife of Keith Hernandez, um, Mets ball player, Mets legend, uh, Keith Hernandez. And, you know, then people were like, hey, hey, fucking Keith Hernandez, that's really cool. Uh, you know, and then people tried it out the defense of, hey, if she did that, you know, that's okay. You know, we all have our youthful indiscretions, like, of bank fraud. Mm-hmm. And then they started being like, you're just doing this to her because <laughs> she's far left, right? Like anyone would ever pass on that story that she committed bank fraud against the wife of Keith Hernandez. <laughs> yeah. But then it came out just before we went to broadcast that, um, in addition to all that, I mean, she sued the wife 
And, like, she sued the wife for accusing her, right? Mm -hmm. For years and years. And the wife is apparently dying of cancer. Um, That's all. It all just seems... Here's my take on all this, guys. If you if you encountered such a person in your life, you'd be like, whoa, there's a lot going on there. You know, if you were like a dude and you were thinking about fucking her, you'd be like, you know, I don't know about sticking my dick in crazy. That would be your reaction, right? Mm -hmm. You'd be like, this chick's a little wild. Maybe go to her place. Yeah. My, and so my general reaction here is, there's going to be more stuff, guys. Like, we're signing up for a lot here. Mm-hmm. And she also used to be a Republican, like a hardcore Republican, up until like five years ago. Wow. You know, this is really sounding like the left is Trump. <laughs> right? right? Like, whatever, nothing matters. Right. And then it's just like, you know, how far can they go? And, and the answer is, there isn't a limit. Right. They just keep going. There probably is a limit. And, and you're so far invested in them by that point. That right. It's like... The base never turns. And it's just a state senate seat, guys. But she is so ingratiated in mm-hmm. what is now the online left. Yeah. I mean, she's got... Everyone knows her. Everyone's friends with her. She's on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. She's been on Twitter for years and years. Um, she posts dank memes and... There was probably some dank memeing. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sh- she probably shot the shit with Larry website and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just feel like sometimes, guys, we gotta just you gotta pick your battles. Maybe maybe you know cut bait with this one. You can cut. It's it's okay to cut bait. You know. We're, hey, speaking of cutting bait, we're pretty close to we're pretty close to cutting bait with Elon Musk. I think. Okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about... Uh, he, he was kind of a centrist darling. I mean, we're not going to sugarcoat it. You know, sometimes... Sometimes people change. Or sometimes you miscalculate. Either way, we got to say that Elon Musk... We're not huge fans anymore. Uh... We're not huge fans of the really baseless, reckless accusations of sex crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, just will not stop calling that guy a pedophile. It also just seems like maybe things aren't going to work out in terms of his businesses. Um, yeah. Especially, just seems like... Who is it who told him to, to quit working 120 hours a week and like get some sleep? Yeah, did you see like what his reply was? Fox, he was like, the company would fall apart if I did that. And then the stock like immediately tanked again. Well, he also said, like, he said something of the sort of every day that you have an advantage. You need to have as many decision points in that day as possible. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, if you have an edge, then you have to make as many decisions and actions as you can. In the shortest amount of time as you can. Because mm-hmm. you still have an edge. So even if like some of them don't pan out, you still have a slight edge on all of them. Um, <laughs> it's like if you have an edge at blackjack, you play as many hands as you can, I guess. Right. Um, which I actually, when I read that, I got kind of pumped up. For blackjack? I just got pumped up by that attitude. Oh. 
right? Well, that's what people love about him. You know, like, we did this thing at my company, and we went around the room and said, like, who's, who's the leader you most admire? This was, like, over a year ago, okay? So I'm sure it would be different now, but, like, seven people said Elon Musk. Uh-huh. It was just, like, everyone. And, like, frankly, I was going to say him, except by the time, <laughs> by the time it got to me. You wanted you know, to mix it up. Yeah, I was like, this is getting ridiculous, right? So I said the Wright Brothers. But, um, yeah, I mean... Who inspires... So it was the question was, who inspires you? What leader do you most admire? Wow. That's interesting. And the thing that people like about Musk is that... It's, it's like someone says, you know, the smartest people of our generation are trying to figure out how to get people to click on ads. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, fuck that. Let's go to Mars. You know? Let's... Let's do, you know, fully self-driving electric vehicles that are faster and better than gas vehicles. My cat may squawk in the background, guys, because she's happy lately. (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah, we'll just pretend like that's a drop. Um, By the way, we can do drops now. In, like, any way? Or just with the Chewbacca soundboard? Well, yeah. Just the Chewbacca. Any Chewbacca drop we can do. Can we make other drops? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. We can make our own drops. So it's time. It's time for drops. Time for drops. Yeah. And then theme song. Yeah, theme. Yeah, fuck, man. I don't know who my favorite leader is. After spending three hundred dollars on Tom Myers art. (laughs) Who's my most inspiring leader? Uh, Federer. He's not really a leader. He he's himself. Stanley Kubrick? Probably Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick? Yeah. I mean, a director is a leader, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all I can say about that. Cool. Um, yeah, so Musk has gone fucking crazy. Uh, he went on Joe Rogan and smoked weed and the stock tanked. Like, went down like 9%. The funny thing, I mean, there's so many funny things about, like, what he's doing is fucking constantly entertaining, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the two things I think about him lately, one is how he's, like, wa- like walking this tightrope of oblivion, right? Mm-hmm. He hasn't done anything that will destroy the company. Right. And most of the things he does are just worrying. Mm-hmm. Like, so, for example, saying that Saudi Arabia was going to buy them out at 420, you know? Right. That was insane, but it probably wasn't illegal, right? Yeah. So there won't be any huge ramification from it. But it's terrifying. And it's like, you should probably not invest in the company anymore. Right. On the other hand, they still are racking up the sales and everyone likes the car. Yeah, I mean... They sell... Everyone that comes off the assembly line is sold. That's always good when your company... Like they have pre-ordered, like, beyond. It's always a good situation for your company when every product you make sells instantly. Right. But the problem they have is is making them. Like, that's where there's doubt in the market. Right. Is whether they can ramp up production. It, you know... I do wonder how much money they wasted on self-driving. Mm. I'm sure a ton. 
because it seems to be something which will not drive earnings for decades. I don't know. I don't know. Not decades. I think it's at least a decade off. I mean... They've missed every possible... more than a decade off. I mean, one of my Twitter followers pointed out, I think it was Brogadishu, pointed out... (laughs) (laughs) It's the great Brogadishu cited. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) That, uh... God, what a great... What a great handle, right? Brogadishu. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... That we haven't even gotten to self-driving lawnmowers. Yeah, but there's been considerably less <laughs> resources. It'd be the same tech. But it's a question of whether it's affordable. I mean, no, it'd be the self-driving car tech is much more advanced. Yeah, it has to be. That's what I'm saying. They can't make a they can't make self-driving anything. AI is so far behind that. No, I mean, the self-driving cars that they have now are pretty good. Are they? Yes. How so? Like, you can get in, like, one of Google's self-driving cars, and you could go to the airport. I I mean, like, it's like once out of every, like, 10,000 miles, they need a human to intervene. It's not 10,000 miles. Yeah. No, like, they've already, like, years ago, they won this contest where they... Had it like drive because it's not city driving. They can't do city driving. They can't handle intersections. They can't handle people jaywalking. You can put it on the highway and it'll work. I think they're. What were you? What are you basing this off of? <laughs> Show me your sources. Here's, here's when I knew we were fucked, that it's not happening, is when people start touching me there. It's okay. It wasn't weird until you pointed it out. How big's your penis? Whoa. Put your packet in there. <laughs> Got a kielbasa? I'm, I'm not comfortable with the... So, when I knew something was wrong was when they came out and said that we need to change the behavior of pedestrians. That we need to start having like pedestrian education mm-hmm. to make self-driving cars possible. Right. That's when I was like, oh, they're fucked. And then there was like, I think Apple tried it for like a few years and then just gave up. Another mm-hmm. company tried like a bunch of shit. I think Tesla tried a bunch of shit and was like, uh, that, that doesn't work. You have to do a whole, we have to do a whole new you know, mm-hmm. camera system. Like, they were trying to do something with, like, not cameras proper, but, like, sensors, like heat sensors or something. I don't know. Why well, like, I told them that wouldn't, that wouldn't work? But they had to junk all, like, and they've missed so many benchmarks. Mm. Right on. And I and just... It's because of pedestrians? Yes. It's absolutely because of pedestrians. Why can't they just not run them over? <laughs> I mean, if you can stop at a fucking stop sign, can't you, like, not kill a pedestrian? It's so much easier, because you know where the stop signs are. Mm. You just program all the stop signs in. And it's, like, always looks the same. And, and they, they know where crosswalks are, and they can really easily see crosswalks. Right. So when they see the crosswalk, they know pedestrians might happen. That's why we need pedestrian education. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> what people say. Uh, the other big news of the week 
This is really a hard-hitting, substantive, tangible episode. It is. Right? I feel like we're in a zone. Yeah. Just boom, boom, boom. Try to bang it out. Just yeah. bang it out. There's not like, you know, screwing and hammering. And... <laughs> <laughs> that episode's so bad. Why do we make people listen to that? Anyway, the other big thing that happened this week is the, the op-ed. The New York Times. The Lodestar. From the senior administration official who told us things which we already knew, but he told it in a narrative form from his perspective that the president is amoral, an idiot, probably mentally ill. They considered using the 25th Amendment. There's a cabal of people in the government who know he's incompetent and are just trying to hold on until he's gone and try to keep the country moving. And it was told from a somewhat Republican perspective, self-aggrandizing. Yeah, he's like, no. He's I a Republican. I totally like screwing poor people, but, right. but hey. And I had this surreal experience where almost everyone on Twitter, you know, I follow like 1,400 people, probably like 500 are cam girls. Mm-hmm. But I, in that, that other 900, I have a really good cross-section of political thought on Twitter. How did this fight with the cam girls? Hmm? Well, they were, there was just a few who were like, can you believe this shit? You know, mm-hmm. Trump? Yeah. Him, you know. Okay. They're, they're more grounded than we are. Totally. Like, you know, a celebrity dies and they're just like, oh, that sucks. You know, they're not like, how do I, how do I be ironic about this? Right. Yeah. Um, so, good cross-section. But almost every reaction... Another thing my cat does when she's happy, she scratches the walls. We're going to edit your cat out. They're not going to know you have a cat. It's too personal? No, just because we have the technology. We have the technology to edit out cats? Uh-huh. Is it an app? They can edit out cats. Remember when everyone would say there's an app for that? <laughs> now we don't do that anymore. Yeah, because it became insufferable after about a week. Now I think a lot of things come into our lives and we don't even stop to consider if there's an app for it. Right? And then, like, it takes time for us to remember, oh, yeah, there, there probably was an app for this this whole time, you know? You know, I, tr- I downloaded an app for uh, a ruler. Is this the Seinfeld comeback special? No. I downloaded an app. I didn't have a ruler in my apartment. Yeah. And I needed a ruler, so I downloaded, like, a yeah. ruler app. Yeah, yeah. Have you done this? Yes. It's so, it's completely miserable. It's like the worst fucking interface. Like, your phone, each phone is a different size, right? Right. Why can't I just program in what phone I have (laughs) and then have a ruler on my fucking phone? No, it's like, it's like some, like, you have to, like, take a picture of the object next to a coin and then, like, it gauges the object next to the coin. And it's, it's just insane. Yeah, you it has just, to be. You could, I, you could, you could, you could just Google your phone's dimensions. I, that's what I did. <laughs> that's what I did. And then I just held up my phone and like moved it each time, which is not great. No. Especially if it's like you know six point one point four or something. Right. No, not point four. <laughs> like there's too many points there. But anyway, circling back, I, there was this surreal moment for me where every reaction to the op-ed was wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? 
There was the Republican reaction, which is like, this guy's treasonous and whatever. The Republican reaction doesn't really matter. But in terms of like the spectrum of left-of-center reactions, there were people who thought, hey, this guy's, this guy's a Republican piece of shit, so I don't care what he has to say. Mm-hmm. Which is... It's so reductive and useless. No one, no one looks back and says, like, the guys who tried to assassinate Hitler were Nazis. So, you know, we're glad that they failed. Yeah. These, this person who wrote this thing is better than Trump. He's, this is a definitively better person than Trump. Right. It's good that he's suppressing Trump's mania and psychosis. It's okay to admit that. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to, you know, it's okay to admit that Pence is better. That we'd be better off with a president who does not destroy all the basic functions of democracy and law. Yeah. It's okay to admit that. The other thing, you know, then people were like, this argument that you know, what, what he said in this thing isn't new. That was another argument. Like, we already knew all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Think about what he did. He packaged it all in a personal narrative and had it published in the New York Times, right, as a senior administration official. It's not things that people are picking out from one quote or anonymous sources. It's one person who is who says that there's a cabal inside the White House that is working against the president. And they talked about invoking the 25th Amendment. In any... Just think back if this has happened at any other point in your life, how you would respond to it. It'd be the most seismic, unbelievable news you could imagine. (laughs) Right? Why are we acting like this isn't unbelievable, shocking, distressing news? It's okay to admit it. It's also okay to admit that it's really embarrassing for Trump and that it's an example of why he should be impeached. You know, we, we don't put this leverage on him when we have it. Yeah. Just fucking take whatever you can get and amplify it to the maximum. And then I saw some fucking theory that, like, this, this was put out to distract from Kavanaugh. Right. You know, we can we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Mm-hmm. Let's do everything. Let's take every fucking thing that you can amplify against Trump and do it. You know, maybe we'll mess up on a couple. But in any other scenario, like it's unthinkable to imagine a Republican finding out this news. Let's say it was about Bill Clinton. Let's just say it was Bill Clinton. That there was a cabal inside the government that were saying that Bill Clinton is actually literally insane. They would begin impeachment the next day. Right? So that's my take on it. I think people were a little... Uh, it's almost like there's this sort of like attention envy now. Whereas like he was presented in like too good of a light. So people had to be like, well, you know, that, that's gutless. Oh yeah, okay. The other thing that people... There's two other things they do. One thing they do is they have this paranoia that he's going to write a book someday. Who cares? Who cares if this guy writes a book? 
Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect our lives in any way that he gets a book deal. Trump is the goal. Getting rid of him is the goal. Um, winning back control of the White, the White House, the Senate, Congress. Those are the goals. It's not, you know, winning the right way. Everyone wants to win the winning right way. Winning the way that, that no Republicans get book deals. And no libs get vindication in any way. Right. Uh... The other thing, the other thing that's going on, and it's really transparent, is the jealousy. That everyone is so jealous that the New York Times got this, right? So some people, like, some people argued, a lot of them are Julia Salazar friends. The friends of Julia argued that this story, maybe that's part of why they did it. That that this story, this op-ed, should not have been published. That the New York Times should have refused to publish an article from a senior administration official that says the president is insane. <laughs> because because the you know the prose was a little too self-aggrandizing, you know? That's so transparently jealousy. If you're like any kind of journalist, every no newspaper in the country would have refused to publish it. You know, Splinter would have published it, the Intercept would have published it, maybe the Intercept wouldn't have, I don't know. But everyone would publish it. So this idea that they shouldn't have... And then, like, everyone's writing these parodies, like the Washington Post, like, posting some fucking parody. We know what you're doing, dude. You, the Washington Post would have run this story. Oh, they ran a, they ran a negative op-ed about it, right? Yeah. Maybe we should let her calm down for a while. <laughs> okay. How much material do we have? I don't know. 